How would you like to be part of the Full Well Project? That's right, you. How would it sound if I turn your story into shareable art? See, your story is already a work of art, and there's strength that someone needs that can only be found in your story. Help me to help you share it with love letters. Submit your story of joy, triumph, heartache, struggle, love, loss, elation, depression, and everything in between. Whether you share a synopsis of your life story, an awesome thing that just happened, random thoughts you're chewing on, questions you may have, or if you just want to vent about your day, share it all. This is a safe place. You can share your name, or choose not to, just be as honest as possible. In return, I'll respond with a song, love letter, poem, photograph, or a combination of any of them. Then, I'll share that art with you while encouraging other people along the way. Co-create with me by clicking the love letters link in the description and let your voice be heard today. Again, click the love letters link in the description, share your story with me, and let's co-create something beautiful to help other people along their way. Okay? Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Full Well Project, or good afternoon or good evening, whenever you're listening to this. My name's Alicia Renice, and I am your host today. I am an artist, and I'm actually currently traveling the country with my husband in our RV. So we live in our RV full-time, and currently we're in Florida. And so it's been raining here for the past couple of days. We finally got some sun. I can finally record some things. Um, my husband actually works in voiceover um, artistry, so he's in the car right now, so I'm in the RV recording. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, you might hear some noise in the background. So RV walls are paper thin. And so you're going to hear everything that's going on around us. Right now we're in a rest stop in Fort Myers, Florida. And so they are doing construction. So yay. So we get to hear um, leaf blowers and painters and trucks rolling by. So if you hear any of that, birds, anything else like that, don't be alarmed. It is going to be okay. We're still going to power through this episode. And I think that's a message in itself. Like don't allow circumstances to stop you from creating your stuff, you know, work around it, work with it, do what you got to do, but don't let perfectionism win. Okay. So anyway, that's my mini rant uh, for the beginning of the episode. So thank you so much for joining us. If this is your first time listening to the Full Well Project, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. The Full Well Project basically um, is something I put together, something God gave me a few years ago. And um, the purpose of it is to allow people to know that they are loved, that they are created, that they are beautiful, that they are wonderfully made, and to know that full well. And so here we have kind of a focus on a creative side of things. So if you're creative in any way, and we're actually going to get into that today, um, even if you don't think you're creative, uh, you are. So we're going to get into that today. But essentially, I just want people to know that God loves them and to know it full well. And that's how you get the full project. Um, so yeah, so let's actually dive into today's episode. So feel free to follow us everywhere at the Full Project on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, yeah, just Google the Full Well Project or click the links in the description or in, in the um, notes and uh, follow, follow us and find us. So, yeah. OK, so. So I was mentioning creatives. Right. So today we're going to talk about God as a creator and how we're made in his image. So the verse that we focus on in the Full Well Project is Psalm 139, 13 through 14, usually the whole chapter, honestly. But we were made in God's image. That's the whole point. We were handcrafted by him. We were knit together in our mother's wombs. Um, we are works of art. We are masterpieces. But more importantly, we're made in God's image. And so that's important to hold on to before we even get started with anything. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? 
That is literally Genesis 1-1. And so what does that mean? It means that the first attribute that God has given is a creator, is a creative, is a person who makes, is a person who puts together, who brings things out of nothing. Now, God is the ultimate creator, right? Like he... He made the stars and the moon and he made animals in different colors and shapes and sizes and people with different features, dimples and no dimples. Or if you're like me, you have one dimple on one side. He made distinguishing features on all of his creations. And so because we're made in God's image, we are creatives naturally. You know, we are naturally creative. Look at, again, look at how many different species of trees there are, right? how they all produce their own fruit, their own leaves, Um, even the grass. Like the grass here in Florida is so crunchy. It's so crunchy, it's so hard, and it's resilient, right? The grass back at home where I live, like in the DMV area, is very uh, fine. It's uh, softer. It is dead right now because we're in the middle of winter, or actually the beginning of winter. But there are so many different variations of different things. Look at the different colors, the spectrums, colors we can't even see, light waves we can't even process in our own brains, different sounds, different tones of voices, different wrinkles, you know, even people who have smile lines. Every smile line is different. Look at our fingertips. Every single one is unique. Every single one is unique. God is the ultimate creator. And it's not even that, like, he creates from, like, obligation or like necessity. God himself is like all powerful. He doesn't need anybody. He doesn't need anything. He created this earth, this world for fun. Now, the world that he created was perfect and we went and jacked it up, but that's a whole different story. But the world that he created was perfect and it was just to bring him joy. And he had fun with it. He had fun with it. Like think about our taste buds, right? Our taste buds, we don't necessarily need taste buds to eat. We don't need it. We don't need it. Like, if we didn't have taste buds, it would probably be a lot easier for us to eat healthy, right? (laughs) Like, we would eat for health as opposed to, like, enjoyment. But God created things for us to enjoy because he loves us, right? Because he enjoys us and he wants us to enjoy his creations. Just as he wants us, as we are his creations, he wants us to enjoy ourselves. He wants us to, like, look at ourselves and just, like, marvel at how glorious he is and how creative he is. So the things brought him joy, even though he and himself is enough, right? And um, yeah, like again, the variations of birds, animals, water, like different things. Just these, these awesome, like you can't explain it, works of art when you look at the mountains. We went to Colorado a few months ago and I was just overwhelmed. I was afraid. I don't know what other word to use, but I was like fearful. And it wasn't because... Like, I was like, oh my God, I'm so scared. It was just like, just how awesome, like literally awesome the mountains were. Like they just made me sit in reverence of God. Like, God, you created these crazy things, things I've never seen before, right? Like awe-inspiring things, awe-inspiring works of art that I could not create with my own hands. And And I really feel like God created those things for us to of course like enjoy and to like take pictures of and to sit and bask in but ultimately to reflect back to him and be like wow god what marvelous things you've created and so even in psalm 139 the verse says um i um i am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are your works and i know that full well right and again that's where we get the the verse from the, um the name the full well project from 
but essentially like looking at ourselves like we tear ourselves down so much like this wasn't even supposed to be about self-esteem or anything like that but we tear ourselves down so much and just imagine if you created something and you gave it to somebody even as a child when you made those little handprint turkeys for thanksgiving and gave them to your parents right you gave them to me can you imagine your parent being like oh this is not good enough or you know, if you're an artist, then you probably experienced that. You put out your art. You've been working on this thing. You believe in it. Um, you you have faith in it. You you're proud of your you're proud of yourself. And again, you share it, and then people tear it down. How does that feel? That sucks, right? Like that sucks. It makes you question. Like, dang, am I a good artist? Like, am I? Is my stuff trash? I don't, <laughs> I don't know, right? You sit there and you think about that, and you wonder why you should even try. Now, God is flawless. Everything he creates is flawless. And if he creates us, like, I feel like there are flaws in us, right? Because we're in a fallen world. But imagine if we looked at ourselves and said, God, you created trash. Like, how offensive that is. And I don't think that God is necessarily, like, angry when we do stuff like that. I feel like it breaks his heart, you know? Um, Because he created all these marvelous things. Like, sis, bro, you are as wondrous as the stars in the sky. You are as rare as orchids blossoming and trees blooming. And you are magnificent as a sunset, as a sunrise. You are as set apart. No sunrise is the same. No sunset is the same. None of them, like none of them are the same. And you are a work of art. And it's not just that he, like, you are, you are more magnificent than trees, right? Like the verse says, um, uh, okay. The verse says in Matthew, it talks about like wanting and how we should never, um, how we should never worry, how we should trust God, right? Um, how we should trust God that he's going to provide for us, that he's going to take care of us, whatever. So the, the example that's given is talking about sparrows, sparrows like little bitty birdies right so the thing about sparrows is that when it's winter time in the dmv they don't go anywhere they stay in the area and if i'm wrong correct me but they stay in the area the small birds stay because they can't fly that far now geese and ducks and all that other stuff they go south for the winter the mini birds like you're like you would think like oh god are they gonna freeze to death no like god gives them another, another coat to wear in the winter it keeps them warm okay and so in the verse it's like there's these small, feeble birds that just be flittering around and having fun and living every day like it's golden, right? And so in the verse, in the, in the scripture, it's God says, none of these birds starve. Like, birds don't worry about where their food's coming from. They just get food every day. They just get food every day. And God provides for them. And the verse says, are you not more than sparrows? Are you not worth more, sorry, than sparrows? And the answer is yes. You are worth more than sparrows. You are worth more than sparrows. And so if he cares for the sparrows and for the lilies and for little, like, things that we take for granted all the time, why wouldn't he take care of you, right? Like, you are worth more than that. He put more work into you than those sparrows. You know what I'm saying? Sparrows come a dime a dozen. Like, you are beautiful. Every hair on your head is numbered. Every, like, uh, Like, the Bible is so full of just affirming and supportive scripture, and I really need to take advantage of that more. Um, We'll get into that later. But I think I'm just going to start sharing some biblical affirmations with you guys, just because it's so important. You know, like, these affirmations we come up with are great, but I think it's something different 
than being affirmed by the truth, by the word of God, because God speaks truth, right? And we can make our, up our own truths all the time, like based on how we feel today versus tomorrow, our truth could be so different, right? But God's word is the same day to day. What it says is what it says. Even when you feel like you have flaws, when you feel like you're ugly, when you feel like you're not worth it, when you feel like you're trash, you're not because God doesn't create trash. There's a song we used to sing in um, summer camp and I was like, God don't, God don't make no junk. And then you say like, my name is Alicia and I'm somebody cause God don't make no junk. Huh. And I know that sounds silly and cheesy, but it's true. And I feel like as a child, you need to know that. And as an adult, you need to know that. You need to carry that with you throughout your whole life. So anyway, I digress. You're amazing. You're amazing, right? So I digress. So my next point is many people feel like they're not creatives. And I get this all the time. So I create things. I'm a singer, songwriter. I'm a writer. I'm a photographer. Those are my main things. But I just like to create things. I like to make things. I like to try things. I like to do fun stuff. And um, it's almost like I feel like I'm a child that never grew up. Like, you know, when you're a child, you just do crafts, right? And it's fun. You don't sit there and be like, oh, I'm an artist. It's like, no, I'm just doing stuff that's fun. Um, and I feel like when we take the pressure off of our art to be creative, using air quotes, that's when we start actually being creative. So you might not be an artist, per se, right? You might not be a painter or a photographer or a writer or a singer or a guitarist or instrumentalist whatever, like you don't necessarily have to be those things to be creative, right? It's nature. It's biology. Like we can't help it. It is in our DNA. Like we create art, but art is not the only way to be creative. Depending on your job, like you might work in analytics or something or marketing, right? There is a science and a process to that, systems to that, and that requires creativity, Marketers come up with creative ways that catch our attention all the time. Look at um, Geico commercials. Geico commercials stand out because they're hilarious. Somebody thought outside of the box, and while they're selling a product, something as boring as car insurance, right? They have made fun because they were creative with it. Even with teaching, if you're a teacher, I know a lot of teachers out there, they have to be creative in the way that they present information to students for them to get it and to grasp it and to understand it and to process it. One, every child is not the same. Every child doesn't have the same background, have the same tendencies, strengths, weaknesses. Some kids, um, you know, unfortunately have like are develop are, are delayed developmentally. Like they are um, some kids are um, struggle with reading. Some kids struggle with comprehension. Like there are ways some kids are dyslexic and you have to be creative in the way that you present this information so that that child can get it. That is creativity. That is innate creativity. If you're a parent and your child doesn't want to eat vegetables, side note, I didn't have a choice growing up to eat vegetables or not. Um, so there was no like, oh, we're going to play a game or we're going to put it in. No, 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 no. You're going to sit here and eat your broccoli and you're not getting up until you do. But anyway, some parents have to be creative in the way that their kids eat vegetables or fruits or whatever, like something healthy. And you have to be creative with that, right? So if you put, you know, spinach and macaroni and cheese, that's creative. That's different. That's that's thinking outside of the box. It's creating an opportunity that wouldn't have been had you been had you presented it the um, you know, the regular way, so to speak. You know, if if you are working with older patients with um, you know, older um people who are working through dementia or something like that, like there are things that you can do 
to recall their memory, to have them um, prolong the, I mean, I'm sorry, not prolong, but um, I guess uh, delay the effects of dementia, things like that. And that took creativity, thinking outside the box, medicine, creativity, you know what I'm saying? Like being a doctor, that is creative. You're literally like when you go to the doctor, you're literally a guinea pig. They're trying to figure out what's going to work with you, you know? For me, I'm allergic to penicillin. I can't take that. So they had to be creative and give me a different version of that that does not have penicillin in it, but does the same thing. That is creativity. You know what I mean? Naturally, we are creative people. We create systems. We navigate new routes to work, like when there's traffic. You know, these are creative things, and we downplay our creativity all the time. All the time. So what I want you to do is to take the pressure off of yourself to be a creative. You are. It's just, an, it's just a natural thing. Like, there shouldn't be any weight to creativity. Let's just remove that word altogether, creative. Like, I am a creative. I think it's great, but I think sometimes it could be, it could seem a little elitist, I think. And um, it puts pressure on people to be like, oh, well, I'm not a creative. I'm not interesting. You are interesting. And you are creative because you're a child of God and you're a work of art period. You're made in God's image. Therefore, you have creative things in you. If you're a parent, you are creative. You made a person. (laughs) You know what I mean? You made a person. When you write a paper for school and they want five paragraphs and you had to BS that joint, that was creativity, okay? Because I could say everything I need to say in three sentences and you want me to flush this out into three paragraphs with an intro and a conclusion? All right, we're going to be creative and, and fluff this thing. That is creativity, The sad thing is that a lot of people don't have the proper creative outlets. So we were talking about, me and my husband were talking about, um, you know, drug dealers, right? I know, this is weird. Drug dealers and how they're so villainized and demonized. And granted, yes, dealing drugs is bad. Let me just make this stance right now. Dealing (laughs) dealing drugs are bad, right? Um, Creating drugs that are horrible to people are bad, right? But for me, the only difference is the access to programs and to opportunities that these people have. So you're a pharmacist. You're pushing drugs that are honestly just and I'm not and I'm not downing any pharmacists out there. But as a pharmacist, you are pushing drugs that is just testing to see if it'll work. And these drugs come with their own side effects, their own like, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Detrimental side effects. Honestly, we were listening to a commercial and like. The first maybe 15 seconds of that commercial is talking about the actual drug and the symptoms and why you would use it. The last three minutes is talking about the side effects, right? Like, that's detrimental too. But for the person that's on on the street selling weed, so to, you know, as an example, like, you know, however you feel about weed is however you feel. But they are creative. They are creative in creating different strands. They are entrepreneurial. Is that how you say that? Either way, they're entrepreneurs. They are, um, a lot of times, they are in, they are the crux of their community. When they're making money, they're putting it back into their community. Like a lot of these, you know, drug lords or whatever in these certain areas, they're providing rent for people who can't pay it, paying for people's groceries. These are creative ways that they had to think of to make money because they're disenfranchised. And I'm not using that as a blanket statement because not everybody is well-intentioned. However, when you change the scope, when you change the lens it actually comes out different. So now all of a sudden 
weed is legal in all these different states and people are having like papers done on them about how inventive they are and how like, you know, people are using CBD oil to like, you know, and I'm all for natural remedies. I'm for it. I I don't see anything wrong with making weed legal. I don't. Um, Alcohol is legal. That's a whole other discussion. But at the same time, there are people who are locked up for doing those same things because it was villainized. You see what I'm saying? So innately, we are all creative. And sometimes the only difference is the opportunity and this need to like for creativity to be this like all consuming thing. And if you're not doing paint or like visual art or if you're not singing, if you're not writing, then you're not a creative. And that's not true. So I'm here to demystify that. In the same way, you are free to create and walk in your specific creative gifts. You're free. You're free. The pressure is off. You are a creative because you're made by God. Don't make art the enemy. Have fun with it. As I spoke about before, look at God's creations, y'all. Like, he had fun with this thing. The colors of autumn. What? It's so breathtaking. There's a reason why people drive to Vermont and, like, the northern states to see the leaves change. Like, in real life, it's just the process of it dying. But God made even that beautiful. He had fun with that thing. We don't need the plants to change colors like that for it to die. We don't. But it does. When the sun sets and the, and the colors in the sky are just breathtaking, it makes you stop and pause and really reflect on the beauty of God. That is him having fun with his creations. And in the same way, we should be having fun with our creations as well. Whether they be our children um, Excel sheets, because that is a skill and a science all on its own, okay? Excel sheets, if you're teaching class, if you're making things with your hands, if you're trying to get your kid to, like, eat vegetables, have fun with that thing. If you're a cook, if you're if you're a cook for your family, not even having to own a restaurant, have fun with it. Walk in the freedom that comes with being a creative, okay? God had fun with his creations and wanted us to enjoy them, and we should have fun with our creations and want to enjoy them as well. So the affirmation today is, you were made in the image of God, therefore you mirror him. Be free to create with God and be yourself. It is okay if you just paint for fun. You do not have to monetize it. Like, you can just hang your paintings up in the, in the hallway and be proud of that thing. I like to paint and I'm not a good painter. But it's fun. The idea of making something with my hands and doing something creative makes me feel good. It's almost therapeutic. And it's almost like a meditative practice, you know? And we'll get into that later. But take joy in the fact that you are creative. Make it easy. Make it fun. Make it simple. And be yourself. You do not have to be Picasso. Be you. And and be proud of being you. Don't look down on yourself for not being, you know, a full-time artist. Unless you want to be a full-time artist, but still don't look down on yourself. Find creative ways to be a full-time artist, you know? Um, so yes, so walk in that creativity, walk in that peace and that joy. We all get a piece. We all get a piece of creativity and it's time that you own yours. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of the football project. I hope this was helpful. Feel free again to send in your love letters. Feel free to follow us, the football project on Instagram, on Facebook, all the places. 
email me with a review, with a letter, anything at thefullwellproject at gmail.com. And until next episode, keep creating, you guys. Keep being you. Keep being awesome. Walk in your beauty and your and your elegance and your majesty and all the stuff that God has created you to be because you are made in the image of God. And there's nothing that anybody can do that can take away from that. Okay? All right. Love you. Bye.